This is Alderman Sean Gregory, and you're listening to the Council Roundup on WMAY. Love it. I got to load up more of those. We've got new voices, new faces on the council. Uh, so I've got to, I've also got to dig up the ones I've got from Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso. That's a great one. Uh, <laughs> need to get one from uh, uh, Lakeisha Purchase. And uh, I think I got to get one from Red Path. And gosh, I just need to head to the council chambers and, and get them all at once. It is the WMAY Council Roundup. I'm Greg Bishop, your host. After a council meeting, I listened to all of it in double speed so I could quickly edit and get it ready for you with all the highlights. And we've got a great meeting from last night and a lot to get to. Everything from uh, a citizen uh, bringing up a, a pretty troubling story about how she and her family was treated by uh, uh, zoning inspectors. Uh, we've also got conversation about dilapidated buildings and how to treat those, uh, but also uh, discuss about the new maps for the city uh, and so on. A lot of things discussed, but we start with last night uh, recognizing the uh, the mayor's youth council. Uh, they were there last night. Not going to get to all the names, but uh, they expressed their excitement for being part of uh, a, a youth advisory panel that's uh, taking uh, consideration for what young people in the city are looking for. Uh, so it's always good to hear about how they're, uh, they're involved. So thumbs up to all of that. Uh, but a lot of other city business to get to, including uh, an update on what's going on with those experiencing homelessness and those who uh, need some place to stay, especially as the weather is getting really cold out there. Uh, overnight temperatures, we're looking at low of 30 tonight. I don't want to sleep out there in that. I'm sure and nobody wants to sleep out there in that. So we've got an overflow shelter that started up on Monday and it's uh, it's operating. Here's, uh, here's some updates on what's going on there. Next, uh, we call upon uh, Josh Sabo and Captain uh, Jeffetti to give a a presentation on the update with the overflow shelter. Which again started up last night. Here's Captain Eddie. Um, we had 21 people take advantage of that last night. Uh, there were uh, five women and, and the rest were men. So a little bit of an idea of how many people there are there that are taking advantage of the overflow shelter and that would likely increase and we'll hear more about that but here's more from Captain Eddie. We're, we're still uh, short a couple key staff. We need another manager and we need our, our caseworker. We call Pathway of Hope caseworker. Um, so we're still uh, looking for that we have a fantastic director in place um, he's just pending background check but I'm not worried about that so Josh Sabo also sharing thoughts from last night I just wanted to say I'm grateful for the city's commitment not just for the winter months but for 12 months for this overflow shelter I think it's a significant thing for people experiencing homelessness in our community and for Salvation Army's work to, to staff this up and get it going in 10 weeks has been uh, hard work but great work uh, and alongside them, the partnerships with Helping Hands, who helped provide some training, Memorial Behavioral Health, other entities in the community have helped train the staff and uh, have really made this a true collaborative effort, which we're really grateful for. Uh, we see uh, this as an important part of providing this crisis care in these cold winter months and also in the months ahead. Um, and it also provides us this opportunity to continue the strategic planning process and bring back to you in May or by May at least uh, more information about what a more sustainable emergency shelter model looks like for our community. So he continues to talk about uh, other avenues of getting funds, including the American Rescue Plan Act dollars. We're really grateful and looking forward to working with the mayor and uh, you all about the, the home ARP funds that have been allocated to address homelessness. We think those are uh, key funds to really help 
provide additional services and pathways to housing for people. And Alderman Sean Gregory um, wanting to find out more about the, uh, the the types of services that are going to be available, especially you know when it's cold out. It's not just going to be cold overnight. I mean, there are going to be daytime wind chills that are going to be below zero in the daytime. What do we do about that? It, it, it's just in the daytime when it gets cold. I'm, I'm just a little concerned that you know people are not going to have places to go. Now I would I would hope that we we, we just keep them open and, and not put them out at 7:30. This is designed to be flexible, and actually we've decided if there's adverse weather or under 32, then we'll open up more hours or whatever it takes. So okay. yeah, it's that, that's the design of this is to make sure that people have a place to go. All right, I appreciate you. So we'll of course. We'll, of course, continue to hear more about uh, the uh, ways that the city is addressing those experiencing homelessness uh, in, the, uh, in the weeks ahead and the months ahead as we get more details about uh, the, the continued plan on how to provide better wraparound services uh, to provide not just the overflow but other types of housing. Uh, so uh, we definitely want to be part of that conversation and uh, I'll have to get uh, Josh Sabo on and some of the others that are working uh, in this space to see what uh, the trajectory is and what kind of services they're going to uh, ultimately provide. All right, uh, something else I think is on a lot of people's minds, parking downtown. Just how much parking is there? Well, we had a report last night provided to the city council about parking. My name's Shannon Carrick. I am the senior transportation planner with the Springfield-Sangamon County Regional Planning Commission. So the commission reviewed a whole bunch of parking spaces, a fresh look at all the parking spaces. So we started from scratch rather than just continue on uh, with what we had previously had. We did note there have been a lot of driveways, hydrants, and changes um, to the downtown situation. So what are the numbers? We have 26,568 spaces that are in that study area. Wow. We're down 710 spaces. Whoa. We've lost the spaces that they are primarily re the result of losses in parking ramps. Even with those losses, there's <laughs> a ton of parking in downtown Springfield. One thing that was interesting is that the Lincoln Museum parking ramp temporarily opened all of their spaces for free public parking. They will be converting to an automated system at a later date. So you'll hear more about uh, parking, of course. And when we talked with Downtown Springfield Incorporated, they highlighted this as one of those uh, continued misconceptions about downtown. I offered uh, that they do some kind of fun parallel parking uh, exercise day. You know, go to an empty parking lot somewhere uh, and have people just try to parallel park between cones. Right. Uh, and give people some tips and some tricks and some, you know, uh, easy ways to do the three point parallel park. I get it. It's difficult, but sometimes that keeps people from finding that spot. Uh, but there's other spots that are downtown that aren't uh, parallel parking that are, are not on the street parking. I uh, just got to find them. Uh, but the numbers overall a bit skewed. Uh, and that's because, well, everything uh, is being blamed on it lately. Why not blame it on COVID? We know that we're not going to get a true count that's reflective because of COVID. The study was done May, June, and July. With formal parking spaces, those that are available to employees and patrons of a particular establishment, those have seen a 16% reduction this year. Informal spaces, those were the hardest hit. Those were spaces that were available to anyone on a monthly basis. A lot of people, if they were not working downtown, they let their monthly rental agreements go. 
Some were not working full-time. They would work part-time, and they would find alternate parking. So different uh, various types of parking uh, being impacted from the last year and a half. Uh, but uh, still, the conclusion is? So the takeaway is that even just looking at the overall picture is that there's plenty of downtown parking. Plenty of downtown parking. Uh, Alderman Conley uh, wants to know how we can go about getting people to realize that there's plenty of downtown parking. I hear so often from people that there's no, there's no parking downtown. Um, and, and clearly, study after study, I've, I've looked at the, you know, the bag studies, there is parking available. So do you have any suggestions on ways that we can share the information about available parking and really get that message across? Yeah, um, how do you get that message across? Is that there weren't very many people that were actually utilizing the garage at 6th and Capitol, and they do have reduced rates. But people that I've talked to didn't realize that. So perhaps having that or highlighting on, on Facebook or some other social media platform when there is a downtown event, um, what, what the parking options and those fees would be. So there you go. Um, maybe uh, uh, just more public awareness. Uh, maybe some some messages on uh, some big boards. Uh, I know that uh, there's a couple of uh, those light boards uh, on the way into the city, not just on the highway, but uh, even uh, uh, as you get to uh, the Stanford area. Uh, maybe have that highlight how hey, there's pay, there's free parking, there's there's pay parking, and there's plenty of parking. Uh, that might be an interesting way, especially during some of the the high uh, you know season where you've got a lot. Of events in downtown Springfield, having that plastered all over the place might be helpful. All right, uh, got to take a break. Come back with a whole bunch more council roundup here on the WMAY morning news feed. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Head West Subs, their downtown location now open for lunch. Back with the council roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. And last night's full city council meeting, so it was time for them to take action on ordinances up for consideration. That's after hearing a presentation about uh, how Springfield's addressing those who are experiencing homelessness and also about how much parking space is actually available in downtown Springfield. Uh, but now it's time for those ordinances that are up for final passage. And one of those deals with dilapidated buildings and those buildings need to be addressed. How long should property owners have to deal with those dilapidated buildings? Well, uh, an ordinance looks to speed the process up, but it doesn't go as far as some would like. Alderwoman Kristen DeSinsa raising some questions and concerns about the timeline allotted in a new ordinance dealing with these properties. It just takes so long, and this does reduce the amount of time, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. But I really hope the hearing officer um, you know, doesn't give too many chances and cracks down on these problem properties and that this is taken seriously. She says she has one property in her ward that she's been dealing with for four years now and not a lot of movement on it. I just want to make sure that, you know, this is taken seriously and that extensions aren't continually granted and we aren't back here in a year amending this ordinance to make it tougher. Alderman Sean Gregory, it's his ordinance, and he actually held it for a couple of weeks so they can continue working with stakeholders on all of this. And he said that this has to move forward. they got to do something now about this. Um, great thoughts on this. Um, um, thoughtful thoughts. Uh, we've, we've, we've spoken to uh, the capital area realtors. We've spoken to concerned citizens and neighborhood groups who actually have some more amendments that I'm not totally opposed to. But um, 
I think I think we're we're right on track. Both um, this 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 ordinance as as it stands, you know, has some things that uh, members from the community want to see us tighten up, um, and 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 the capital area realtors want us to loosen up. So I think you know that tells me we're right there. So Alderman Donilon also recognizing the work that Gregory's done and uh, others who've came together with the various stakeholders. And we can't wait three years before we do something and. That's not taking a shot at the mayor or the staff because situations uh, in the past have just, just been handled differently at the administrative court level. And uh, I, I think adding a little bit of more definition in this amendment defines what needs to be done so that there's some accountability as we go along. And Alderman Redpath uh, hoping to just make sure that uh, you know people are being held accountable when they need to be held accountable. I, I'm not taking the side of one side or the other other than the fact that we got to be fair. And if people are making a good faith effort, effort, then we need to give them a little bit of ability to do that. But if they're if they're blowing smoke then we uh, absolutely need to crack them. And I, that's the way I feel about that. Alderman Hanauer does have some concerns here. While they were spending a lot of money trying to get the building in shape to, to sell, the city was hitting them for $1,500 to $2,000 fines left and right. And, and it, 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 you know, there's a happy medium there. And the happy medium is getting in front of the admin court and having the admin court hear all these sides and make some decisions and have some discretion. But ultimately, Hanauer says, listen, uh, the city can't handle any more property. We, we don't want to take over any more property. No. Right. We got enough property that we can't get off our rolls now. Yeah, uh, he continues. And yeah, we're going to have people that are probably going to try to bend the rules a little bit. And that's where hopefully the the courts, the admin court will come in. Um, but for the people that are actually trying, I would hope that it, they would have some leeway because they're showing that they're, you know, they're doing something. Alderwoman Purchase chiming in on this as well. So when someone is uh, ordering their materials, as long as they're showing that they are making a good effort, we should um, have some decency to give them that time and be allowed. Let's hear from some of the stakeholders from the uh, Area Realtor Association. Uh, my name is Colin Sisko. I'm the local government affairs director for Capital Area Realtors. Um, I just want to thank Alderman Gregory and Alderman Donilon for uh, coming together with us and just listening to our input and what we had to say in this ordinance. I think this is a really good medium, so I just appreciate that, so thank you. And another is Polly Poskin with the um, old uh, uh, neighborhood association, uh, ICON, uh, the inner city older neighborhood association. She said that uh, there's still a lot of concerns here, and the main issue is housing. We are all about the housing stock, not just in the older neighborhoods. We're about the housing stock of the entire city. And I'm telling you, we're losing the battle of the housing stock. You can take it east of 5th Street. You can almost start going east of MacArthur. And the mayor recognizing that uh, housing is definitely an issue and we don't want to see neighborhoods torn down. And we need to stop the proliferation of tearing down our houses. We're tearing down our neighborhoods. We need to rebuild the neighborhoods. That's where we need to do. That's how you get affordable housing. Rebuild the neighborhoods. Stop demoing them. And Alderman Williams also chiming in on this, saying that uh, while he voted for it and everybody voted for it and it passed uh, unanimously, uh, still seems a bit watered down, he said. I, I still feel uh, this is a watered-down version. I, I, I did want it to stay to one year and, and to send that hardcore message that we're not playing. 
I think uh, that will send a message. Um, we'll see how that plays out, but that ultimately passed. All right, coming back, uh, we'll get into uh, just a couple of issues that are up for new business and old business, and including a back and forth with Alderman Joe McMiniman and others. Uh, it's good stuff, so stay here. It's the WMAY Morning News Feed and the Council Roundup. Back with the Council Roundup on the WMAY Morning News Feed. So much more to get to including new and unfinished business. Here's something that we will likely talk more about in downtown Springfield. Of course, you can go and check out Head West downtown. Downtown location now open. They bring you the Council Roundup each and every Wednesday. Sponsoring this incredibly informative and entertaining program. Um, all right, let's get to some, some new business. We're going to hear a lot more about this uh, downtown uh, uh, establishment, well-known, looking to uh, better their property with some TIF dollars. Here's uh, how this reads. Made a motion to suspend the rules in place on first reading agenda number 2021-457, an ordinance authorizing redevelopment agreement with an authorizing payment to Floyd Surge Parlor for the rooftop development and kitchen expansion project located at 20, I'm sorry, at 210 through 214 South 5th Street, utilizing tax increment finance funds for an amount not to exceed $520,000 through the Office of Planning and Economic Development. So about uh, half a million dollars looking to go to Floyd's Thirst Parlor downtown Springfield for a roof project that's going to allow for up, you know, roof seating and also a uh, kitchen expansion. So that could turn out to be a pretty decent project. Uh, so we'll hear a lot more about this in the weeks ahead. Going to connect with uh, uh, Ward 5 Alderwoman Lakeisha Purchase on this. Uh, hopefully we can talk with uh, Floyd's Thirst Parlor on this as well. Uh, it's a great venue. Uh, let's see what they can make happen with that if indeed it moves through. Uh, but speaking of TIFFs, Tax increment finance money. Um, we had a last-minute uh, measure at the state house extend TIFFs in Springfield, and Alderman Joe McMiniman, he's uh, uh, walking back a bit some of his concerns he had about hiring a standalone lobbyist for the state of uh, for the city of Springfield. Here's here's Alderman McMiniman um, <laughs> a couple of times here, actually reversing what he had to say previously. So here we go. Um, it took a lot of. Uh, precision clockwork to get that through the House and the Senate at the last minute. Um, it, it went down to the wire. It's kind of like, you know, you got, you have to go 100 yards and you got three plays and 30 seconds to do it. It was, it was very well done. And if I could uh, redo my vote on the lobbyist contract, I would have approved it for at least $10,000, maybe not the 75000 <laughs> Interesting. So I, th I think as a person, you know, uh, Larry Luster did an outstanding job. Because um. <laughs> McMenamin, he voted against that. <laughs> and now he wants to uh, reverse that vote. I th that, that shows true character, right? I mean, come on. That, that shows true character. Mr. Joe Elio was being very unfair to our city, to our staff, to our city council on the uh, criticizing the YMCA spending at uh and he continued to uh, criticize uh uh county clerk joe elio um for the the back and forth between the city and capital township about the extension of the enos park tiff district i think that was unjustified i think developers want to see good sidewalks good roads good sewers before they go in and spend a bunch of money and even more from alderman McMinimins, joe on joe you know it was just wrong for the capital township to do what they did to us mm -hmm. they get one percent of the taxes coming from all that area there and they're acting like they're the big dogs. And uh, I, I think it's unacceptable. And I hope they're listening right now because we don't want this to happen again. 
Alderman DeCenso uh, sounding off on this as well and kind of wanting uh, Alderman McMiniman to reiterate what he said earlier. About having lobbyists for the city, what'd you say about that? I thought he really delivered. Wow! Great. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, there are issues where that would be needed, but it was needed in this case. There's lots of issues. <laughs> the, uh, oh, that's funny. That is funny. Uh, he didn't just say good job. He, he said that he would have uh, he would have changed his no vote to a yes vote on that uh, ordinance that passed just the week before. Uh, more, here's the mayor talking about the, the back and forth between the city and uh, Capital Township when it comes to TIF extensions. You will be happy to know they, there's a news conference today, and actually uh, Treasurer Alio complimented you and your, you know, uh, vocalizing. Uh, the concern, and he said, uh, you know, so there's many parts to play. Everybody has their part, and that was definitely one of them. Well, I used to deliver newspapers to Joe Elio uh, with my son way back when, and I'd like to take back some of what I said <laughs> then. <if you> <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to end it. That's awesome. That's how it goes. <laughs> that is how it goes. That that is politics, like uh, in a nutshell. There, right? I mean. McMiniman criticized thoroughly uh, a local elected official. And then after being told that, uh, yeah, okay, take it back. That, I think that's, that's pretty awesome. All right, moving on. So much more to get to here. Uh, here's Altman Redpath on this issue. You know, Joe, you and I, through the years over here, have had some tough battles with each other. But thanks for bringing jocularity into the meeting tonight because <laughs> this is what we're going to laugh about for a little while. <laughs> not funny to everybody, but yeah, it was. <laughs> it's not funny to everybody, but yeah, I love it. That's good stuff. All right, other uh, uh, some some new and unfinished business. Uh, Alderman Williams, he's uh, still pushing on finding out the process of getting new city ward maps, and this is something else we're going to talk about this week as well. Is new county maps. So uh, it's not just the the state legislative maps, the state congressional maps. You've also got county and city maps that need to be redrawn because of population. We contracted with Mr. Hill with, with the county to. Um, to do that, you know, to do that part. And and she didn't know if we would be contracting and doing the same thing again, but it was not so much the regional planning commission like people say. And they're still waiting on for that contract detail to come out, and that's something that Williams says needs to happen sooner than later, even though he knows that uh, they have to have something in place 90 days before filing. But still, it's uh, very much something that's going to be uh, top of mind for him. Uh, the mayor sounding off on that as well uh, and uh, letting it be known that uh, this is a process that's going to play out. It's this body that will uh, make the final determination. So the city council will have the final say. Um, moving on here, uh, citizens addressing the council, Alderman uh, Sam Canman, former Alderman Sam Canman addressing the council. He's looking for uh, city alderman to do something specific. Hello, council. Uh, my name is Latif. That's not Sam Canman. This is Sam Canman. Here we go. All right. I wanted to just urge on behalf of the uh, the Avenue, uh, the North Grand Improvement Association, that some of that American Rescue Plan Act money be spent on the uh, streetscape project that was originally proposed and developed by the Springfield-Sangamon County Regional Planning Commission back in 2013. This is a, a copy of the plan that they came up with. and. 
And uh, obviously, it's something that uh, he's hoping that they will utilize those uh, uh, tax dollars from the federal government for. Another citizen addressing the council. This is uh, actually um, an alarming story. Hello, council. Uh, my name is Latisse. I am actually here on behalf of me and my husband, Kenneth Lockhart. So what's going on here? She lays out uh, a series of instances of interactions that she and her husband have had with city officials like inspectors for projects and properties and they're looking to get these properties going and get the work done and so on but uh just just laid out a whole bunch of hurdles that seemed unnecessary and uh the 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 way they were treated they felt that they weren't being respected uh and i think it's something that's definitely going to have to be addressed you know it's okay you guys will be beginning literally this i can't not make this up i'm gonna go ahead and pass it but you know what Stop buying property in Springfield because you're no help and you're beginning to be a pain in my ass in your office. Oh, wow. I can't make this up. So uh, she's uh, alleging that that was said to, to, to them uh, from a city official, and uh, that's that's type of thing just can't be tolerated. So this type of flag, I don't understand where it's coming from, but I would appreciate if we could knock this off because again we're doing everything to uplift the community and we're again commercial buildings and residential and if i have to go through vince and uh the other his other colleague if they want to jump on bandwagons i mean i feel like my upcoming things that i have it's gonna be a headache and why because i'm trying She's trying to, um, you know, bring properties and uh, housing for people, businesses for people, and so on. Uh, Alderwoman Purchase uh, frustrated with what she's heard. Yes, that that is unacceptable if that's how our inspector was talking to them, using profanity. Right. These are people who are trying to uplift our neighborhoods and doing a good job, and there is no excuse for that. And Alderman Sean Gregory also shared that he's heard similar types of disrespect, and you just got to respect people and how you talk to them. Here's the mayor responding to all this. We'll find out... Uh get to the bottom of it and sounds like they're possibly training but the bottom line is we just had this long discussion about registration of properties right and people need to be treated respectfully here's more from the mayor because we all have a common goal i think deep down and that is to improve springfield so if someone doesn't feel that way working for the city of springfield they shouldn't be working for us and so that's what it comes down to is Alderman Williams also uh, highlighting how, listen, uh, the community, uh, aldermen hear you, the mayor hears you, they're going to look into this, and it will be taken care of. They'll get to the bottom of so it. So we'll get to the bottom of it. You're not being ignored. I, I don't think there's a need for community activism to, to, to escalate at this point. Uh, give us a chance to do our jobs, and, and we'll get this straight. So we'll follow up and find out what the latest is there. Uh, right here, live and local, the WMAY Morning News Feed. It is the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. All right. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Hopefully it's informative and entertaining.